At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare this is the nightcap with tim murray and super bowl champion sean king on vsin the sports betting network We are off and running on a Thursday night, live from the Circus Sportsbook here in downtown Las Vegas, Nevada. That gentleman right there may be headed to Hollywood shortly. His name is Sean King. I am Tim Murray. Boy, oh boy, do we have a big night ahead of us. The New York Mets scored seven runs in the top of the seventh or ninth inning. They are now up eight to seven. The Avalanche already lead one to nothing. The Panthers on their way to a nice puck line victory. And today is Thursday. Yesterday was Wednesday. Prior to that was Tuesday. Every single one of those days, the Reds lost by (laughs) more than two runs. And it happened again today. If you continue to fade the Reds, I don't know when the money train will end, Sean King. But eventually it will. Eat while you can. Because the Reds did it again today, losing 10-5. to They are now 3-22 on the year. They have lost 19 of 20, and 18 of those games, Sean, have been decided by more than two runs. Yeah, and I actually had the Brewers today. I said I'm not letting this money get by me. (laughs) Uh, Next week will be a telling series because they have the Pirates, and they're at home. So I'm going to ride it. Even if I lose a game, I'm going to keep riding it. As long as I don't lose like more than, you know, maybe two in a row, I'm just going to ride with it. I'm going whoever the Reds are playing on the run line. Three and twenty-two. That's and, my new handicapping strategy. And they started two and two. Since then, one and twenty. Nineteen of those losses have been more by more than two runs. So if you blindly bet the run line, the last twenty-one Cincinnati Red games, you are nineteen and two. And as Stormy Bonatoni let us know yesterday, if you went the super run line, you are. 16 and 5. <laughs> I almost feel like you need to take like Oh man. You know, a large amount on the other team on the money line and then like maybe half of that on the run line and maybe a quarter of that on the super run line and it just cuz I mean the way this is going, I don't see an end to it. I mean, their starting pitching is awful. Well, and today was the day they had uh, Green on the hill, who's the flamethrower. He had eight strikeouts. He also gave up five home runs. Yeah. So, uh, not ideal. But, hey. And it's not like the Brewers were killing the ball on offense coming into the series. So, 
Let's go Pittsburgh. Yeah, and now you're going to get a pretty interesting price. Bookmakers, it's going to be interesting to see what they do this weekend because the money's just going to blindly be bet on the Pittsburgh Pirates. As it should. Until it proves you wrong, right? Until it proves you wrong. Uh, Listen, I know there's regression in baseball. I don't think you can regress from this team. (laughs) They are. They are not good, but uh, hey. I took Rocky's puck line a day, too. Your Nats are pretty bad as well. It's almost like someone told you that. Well, we do have some sweats. We always like to let you guys in our sweats. I need the Avalanche and the Flames to win by two goals to pick up bags. Yeah, Bundles. You, you had uh, – you had. So earlier tonight, Rangers took care of business. Yep, I took uh, the Rangers the on the zig- three-way. The zigzag worked mm-hmm. in the first two games – Yesterday, the zigzag was in full effect as I believe it went three and one. Tonight, both home teams in the Panthers and the Rangers that lost in game one turned around and won. Not only won, I guess the, the Panthers game is it's not over yet, uh, but they lead five to one right now. But it has been a situation. Rangers got their revenge. They win five to two. Even up that series, and I think all of us, doing Colucci, you, myself, we all were saying, got to play the Panthers. So tonight. I found a little angle on the game tonight. I actually played the Rangers on the three-way and got plus one ten. Oh, nice! I wasn't sure about the puck line. Yeah, with the Rangers, I know uh, Pittsburgh. They're still really good at first line. The Rangers really struggle with them in game one, so. I was kind of a little nervous about the the minus one and a half, but I took the Rangers on the three-way and actually got plus money. So I was pretty happy about that. By the way, I'm keeping an eye on uh, what is happening in Philadelphia. If you had the Phillies on the money line tonight, uh, that is a rough one to swallow. They led seven to one going into the ninth. They have now lost eight to seven. Seven runs by the Mets. And I can only imagine what our colleagues, Jeff Parles and Dave Ross are doing I don't know how. I don't know how. Hmm. But some way, the Mets are going to screw this up. I don't nah, know when. Nah. No, Not no, no. this year's Mets. I don't know when. So you can't confuse. I don't know how. You can't confuse oh, the historical trajectory. They're still the Mets. Nah, not this year. They're still the Mets. I'm actually thinking about putting a future bet on the Mets to win it all. I mean, the Mets are, are, are a good baseball team. Like They are a really, really good baseball team, Tim. And I think we might have to start acknowledging that. I mean, they sit there at plus 800. The way they're going, that number's only going to go down. They're still the Mets. They're good. I'm not just denying they're really good. Have you seen a National League team that looks better than the Mets? Uh, I don't think so. Brewers are pretty good. Yeah, but they're not hitting like the Mets are. Well, you got, I mean, they played the you Reds. You get out of the slump buster, yeah, that yeah, is. Yeah, you, they I mean, played the and, Reds. And so. let's, let's be honest. It's, it's early May, and there's still a team in Los Angeles. So... There's still yeah. that going. Yeah. But, no, I'm not – the Mets are really good. Well, I'll tell you this. And no I, one will be happier. And their heart will be ripped from their chest at some point. And all Mets fans know it. No one will be happier than Major League Baseball if the NLCS is the Mets versus the Dodgers. Yes, that would be a, a good thing for, for Major League Baseball. Yes, they would be ecstatic. And that would be, it would be fascinating. It would be entertaining. Uh, we'll see. Max Scherzer, his arm. I mean, I'll give him credit, though. Once again, Jacob deGrom hasn't pitched yet. And they're still – here they are. Uh, 18 and nine. So hell of a win tonight. I don't know what you could have got in game. Uh, anyone out there take a peek or a gander what the peak was trailing seven to one heading into the ninth inning, what the in game was. Uh, but this Mets team off to a hell of a start already a, a nice lead in the division. Uh, by the way, if you're wondering, you Is always hear, final? what's that? 
Mets, Phillies. Yeah, 8 7. <laughs> Mets won. What? I'm happy, man, because our guys had the Mets. Who did? Um, I'm, um, not Nick, not Oliver. Oliver. Oh. Yeah. Oh, well done. I didn't know Oliver was on the Mets. You didn't hear him come out the back peacocking, talking about the Phillies bullpen. I just thought he was just making a joke about the Phillies. Hell yeah. I'd never never seen him stand up before. He was standing up. He was pointing at the screen. Oliver, Oliver's uh, our editor. And, uh, you know, yeah, I've I've never, yeah, he popped his head in here. And I just thought he was just like making a joke about the Phillies. Hell yeah. Hey, the peacocking is contagious on the show. That's what I like. I like. By the way, Aaron, let me know. 25 to 1 you could have got heading into the ninth inning. On the Mets to win? On the Mets to yeah, win. Yeah, that was improbable. I'm not. <laughs> yeah, you think? Yeah, they yeah. scored seven runs. Yeah, you don't want to make a living, you know, betting teams down do. seven going to the top of the ninth. Never do. But uh, incredible win for the Mets tonight. Uh, feeling, they're feeling good. They're feeling good in, uh, in New York, both teams. Uh, by the way, Aaron Judge and. Anthony Rizzo chugging beers at the Rangers game. Good so old time, right? Things are great. You got yeah. Sauce Gardner. You got uh, you got Kayvon Thibodeau. You got Evan Neal. Man, yes. things are things are are looking good in the Big Apple. They what are. could possibly go wrong? Still have the Knicks. Don't jinx it. Still have the Knicks. Don't jinx it. I don't care. I'm not a Yankee or a Met fan. I I prefer them to lose. I told you the NFL is better when either or both of the Jets and the Giants are competitive. Well, Jets haven't been competitive for what a decade. I know, and that's a, that's a huge hole, a huge gap. If the Jets and the Giants are competitive in contention, think about the amount J E T S you'll get out there in the sports book on a Sunday. See, they hide when they lose, but when they're winning, man, they peacock at the highest levels of peacocktivity. I guess I'd prefer I'd prefer the Jets. It's been a long run for the Jets. Well, I don't want to be wrong about Zach Wilson, so I'm probably pulling more for the Giants. <laughs> There are a lot of Jets fans who have that tweet saved from last year. Yeah, a lot of them. They can't wait to go in their little archives and throw darts at the throne. Twitter doesn't forget, man. You're right. Probably screenshotted it. They're ready to go. Ready to throw it to old takes exposed. Ready to get you. uh... I already talked to my guy, Elon, man. We're deleting all of those. (laughs) Screenshots. We're scanning. Screenshots. We're all into the apps. We got it. (laughs) Just top level clearance. Oh, man. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a fun night. I'm fired up for tonight's show. We got the Bear, Chris Felica, coming up bottom of the hour. A gentleman who uh, is uh, maybe as into the ponies as you, Sean. Yeah, I hope he has my horses. I was listening to him and Stanford Steve on their podcast today, and it sounded like he was a big believer in White Abario. Yeah, and see so what I don't at Bed Three Six Five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed 
Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. I don't want, I don't want White Barrio and Messier to become the popular horses on Saturday. I want those odds to tick up, not down. Yeah, I I think there's enough smoke. I think there's a lot of Zandon smoke. Yeah, and a lot of it would depend on what uh, Mattress Mac does because he hadn't bet yet. No, God. So I would presume that he's going to bet either Zandon or Epicenter. You better, whatever whatever God you pray to, you better hope that Mattress no, see, Mac doesn't like Messier or I think or White he's Abario. going Epicenter and Zandon, and I think in a perfect world, he would have loved to go smile happy. Okay. And again, I am confident in my selections, Tim. There are some uncontrollables in the Kentucky Derby. They are horses. Yes, and it's a lot of them. And things happen. So I don't want anybody. I'm just telling you now, it's not going to end well for you. Don't come hit my Twitter up 4.30, 5 o'clock on Saturday talking about I gave you the wrong horse. Listen, if you don't like White Barrio and Messier, pick your own horses. My tickets will have White Barrio and Messier on them. At one, Tim Murray is going to be firing at real Sean King. Yeah. You told me White Barrio is going to win. <laughs> oh, man. All right, yes. The Bear coming up bottom of this hour. We're going to head to Nashville. Has, uh, has Ryan Tannehill, has he, has he started to uh, cultivate Malik Willis? Did you hear what else came out of there? Talk to my our fr- to talk about Talk that. to our friend Don Davenport, JVT, Jonathan Von Tobel, and more Derby talk with Chris Andrews. A loaded show tonight, and we got some sweats because, well, it's a day that ends in Y. It's a nightcap here on VSIN. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. Zen Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine. Nicotine pouches are smoke-free and spit-free and are made with food-grade ingredients. Simply open the child-resistant lid and place the pouch between your upper lip and gum for the one hour of real nicotine satisfaction. Zen is available in 10 varieties and two strengths. Three milligrams for fresh nicotine satisfaction and six milligrams for even more nicotine enjoyment. Simple and discreet, you can enjoy Zen anywhere, anytime. Find your freedom, find your satisfaction, find your Zen. Visit Zen.com, that's Z-Y-N.com, to learn more and to find Zen nicotine pouches near you. Zen nicotine pouches are only for adults 21 and over who currently use tobacco or nicotine. Warning, this product does contain nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Talk some Kentucky Derby coming up bottom of the hour as we have continued to do. Once again, just a reminder, folks, Sean Patrick Maher, terrific Kentucky Derby preview. Played on the network this morning. It'll play again tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. Eastern, leading into Follow the Money. If you're not up then, well, you can watch it on YouTube. So uh, make sure to check it out. Great stuff by you and Patrick. Some great guests, great Thank insight. You. Thank you very much. Uh, really enjoyed it. And uh, Sean has been Sean has been busy. I would say, are you? I feel like you're getting more hits now than you did during football yeah, season. I think people kind of are figuring out that the Nightcap's a pretty darn good show. And it's a great thing, man. And, you know, I actually had a lot of fun. It was really cool talking to Millie, who's 
Tim Yachtin's wife, who is the trainer that Bob Baffert, who got suspended, yeah. his horses are now with Messier and Tabia. Gotcha. So having her on was really neat. Got some people out there. Hey, how are we doing? Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. The Brew Crew's in the house. See, they're happy because they faded the Reds today. Absolutely. We, we, got, we got Brewers fans. They're like, yeah. They're like, yeah, we know what's up. Yeah. We got to fade the the Reds. Hey, We're I'm good telling to go. you, I will have a every game bet against the Reds. I mean, until, I can't see until th- they go on like a four straight. So like, I know it's a dangerous proposition to do. No, this I'm, I'm playing the long game, Tim. They have three wins right now. That I don't see a scenario where they end up with more than 30. They're over under for the season. Ben Fox tweeted this out earlier today. Ben Fox, our VP of digital content, tweeted this out. The Reds have to go 72 and 65 the rest of the year to hit the over on their win total. Yeah, it's down to 57 and a half. <laughs> There's no chance they win 40 games. They were 74. It was 74 and a half. That is uh that is incredible. Do you know how small Slim is? They're at none. Yeah. yeah. Not, not, not doing so well. Not doing so well. So and if you just if you just fade them every you're going to win money. I, you're going to be up. A lot of people have won a lot of money so Until post All-Star break when like they're the Pirates are minus 210. You know, their fourth starter versus the Reds. I, I am very, very interested. And, and, you know, we'll talk to Chris Andrews about it yeah. later on in the show. Chris will join us. Hall of Famer, Ooh. Chris Andrews. Uh, he's going to join us later on in the show because they – here's the thing. Look at that. Look at that. For those of you watching on VEASAN.com, not only Chris, but Good we got Vinny Maiulo into the Hall of Fame as well. Ooh. Man. South Point doing big things, Getting it huh? done there. Hall of Fame inductees. So Chris will join us. Later on in the show, big horse guy as well. Uh, apparently, uh, I saw his tweet today. His wife's out of town, so he's ordering a big anchovy pizza or something like that. So yeah. he's probably living his best life. However, he's a Penguins fan, so uh, them losing five. But one one, they got their job accomplished. Yeah. Their goal accomplished. Was it has the, it has yeah. gone final, by the way, in uh, in Sunrise as the Panthers have defeated the Capitals five to one. Yeah, winner winner chicken My man. Dinner. Now I just need the Abs and the Flames. And Flames, don't make me hate you for real tonight. By the way, Please. Uh, I don't know who's who, what's what's a better bet. Fading the Cincinnati Reds mm-hmm. or just following Dwayne Colucci in hockey plays? Is he still hot? He gave us one play last night. It was the Panthers on the puck line. So, yeah, that didn't take a rocket science. I'm just saying. Yeah. I saw some people out there on, on the social yeah, interwebs saying, you the was... Caps will keep it close. Yeah, I no. did not agree. No. 5-1, the final there. Um, all right, we're going to talk some derby here in just a little bit with the Bear. But if you haven't seen it yet, it is a must-watch. Now, I was surprised. I don't know. I must have not got the memo. You know, I'm not, I'm not one of the superstars here at the network. You okay. know, we've got a couple superstars. We've got a morning show mm-hmm. with Mitch Moss and Pauly Howard. We've got Stormy in the middle of the day, my guys in the desert, and as the Predators tie up against yeah, the Avs. Avs. Like I'm that. telling you, there are so many goals that come because of defensive turnovers. In the NHL, it's unbelievable. So, I know for those just listening to audio, it won't fully come across. But for those of you who are watching, check out the latest Circa Millions <laughs> teaser commercial yeah. and uh, leading to maybe Sean having to acquire an agent to the west of us. I may or may have not already done that. I think we have this video. Do we have the video? We'll see if we can. Uh... Yeah, it's going to be the biggest ever. Hey, Derek, what's the guarantee? What 
What's the guarantee? Hey, Derek! What's the guarantee? This is getting ridiculous. <laughs> That's so awesome. So what were you – so, by the way, to just once again, if you're listening to the audio, you might, it doesn't fully come across. Sean is tapping on the window I of our studio. Did you see that? I jumped. Yeah, I was going to say, what do you, what'd you have back there? I just Step jumped stool? up. I did like the John Morant. Yeah? yeah? And then you elevated like uh -huh. the, like Chris Paul in the yeah. State Farm commercial? You just yeah. levitated there? Levitated right there. <laughs> Look at the picture. Yeah. Look, I'm, I'm getting nervous because like my weight is starting to gravity, starting to bring it back down. Oh, that is great. That's tremendous. <laughs> I can't wait till that airs. Gonna yeah, it's going to be, awesome. gonna be uh, I don't know what markets. Uh, we'll, we'll talk to Derek more about it tomorrow when he's in studio. I think he's at the Padres game tonight. So oh, Sweet. Uh, but uh, I saw that today. I got a, I got a good kick out of that. That was some good stuff. I bet stuff. you did. Yeah. So uh, well done. Well done by everyone involved. Stormy uh, on the zip line. Uh-huh. We got Mitch Moss, you know, nonchalantly coming down on the uh, on the escalator. And then Sean smacking on the glass here. Yeah. At, looking uh, tremendous. At, looking great. So uh, well done. And uh, maybe some news, I think, coming out shortly on, on what the guarantee will be for Circa Millions I'll be and Circa Survivor. What are you going to do this I'll year? I'll be involved heavily. You're going to do Survivor again? Yeah, I have all six entries. And I will not solicit or listen to any outside advice. By the way, I think the best part of Sean last year was not telling people because in week two, it would really matter. You don't want to tell anyone I don't who you play. I want my plate. You see what the guarantee is? Last year, I missed me more this year. You can't be fooling around when, that, when the pot of gold has that many yeah. blue faces in it. I'll say this, Sean. I don't, I don't think in week two uh, your secret's going to be uh, I wish I had have made it public. Maybe someone had talked me off the ledge. Here I am thinking that the, the Raiders couldn't fly cross country and beat the Steelers. Whew. They sure did. Yeah, they did. Now you live and you learn. By the way, the Predators are on the uh, power play right now. That's all right. I feel okay. Scoreless, Calgary, and Dallas. Uh, no NBA tonight. We will talk to uh, Jonathan Von Tobel later on in the show. Um, Joel Embiid ruled out hmm. for game three. So they were a one-point favorite as of last night, Sean. And now you look at the uh, the current line tomorrow night, Philadelphia. Now catching three at home against Miami. This is a sweep. Feels like it. Yeah, just the internal... Tension that exists. I mean, Maxie wouldn't even sit next to James Harden the other night. He shouldn't. Maxie's outplaying James Harden. It's Here's not, what's amazing. Not really close. If you're Philly, you can't pick this option up, right? Or is it a player it's option? probably a player option. All these contracts in the NBA, I mean, you know you know, Russell Westbrook's options, player option, right? I, I mean, everything I, in the NBA is, I don't care about the is Lakers. normally yeah, a player I option. I didn't even worry about looking at that. I don't care about the Lakers. I'm going to go ahead and say it is a player option. Yep, $47.3 million. Might, go, he might opt out. Might be more money afraid. I'm going to go ahead and report that uh, <laughs> James Harden's going to pick that option up uh, because I don't think anybody's racing to pay him almost 50 mil I mean, per it's year. amazing that he can't get to 20 points without him beating. Like, this is a time where you think he'd be going for 40, 45, you know, like kind of, what? I guess not. I'd love a shorthanded goal here. So Miami looking, looking like Miami 
moving on to the Eastern Conference Finals. We've got Boston and Milwaukee. Uh, we'll get to that. That game on Saturday. Milwaukee laying three, two and a half, depending on where you look. Dallas is a in Phoenix. It's a pick at home for Dallas. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Uh, Phoenix now a favorite. Dallas is going to win this game. Maybe. Yeah, I think this series probably is going to mirror the Pelican series in a, in a way. You really don't believe in the Suns. Suns are winning the West. I agree with that, but I don't think they're going to sweep the Mavs. I think that's fair. Yeah. I think, I, yeah, I could see. I mean, the, the game three is always the big game. And look at right now. I'll, I'll pull it up. Right. First quarter. So it's a pick em for the game. Mm-hmm. First quarter, Dallas minus one and a half. I mean, it's that energy. Yeah. It's that, uh, you know, What's the first? I probably, I'll probably go first period and first half Dallas. So Dallas minus one and a half first quarter, minus two first half. Yeah, that's what I'll do. That's Sean King. I'm Tim Murray. More Derby talk. Talk to Chris Felica, the Bear. He'll join us next right here on the Nightcap. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the sports betting network. The Kentucky Derby is on Saturday, and right now, VEASAN is offering you a special $9.99 Kentucky Derby betting guide with previews of all the horses and jockeys for every race, plus best bets for the entire weekend, including uh, the run for the roses. Pre-order your copy now for only $9.99 at VEASAN.com slash Derby Guide. That's VEASAN.com slash Derby Guide. Alongside Sean King, I'm Tim Murray. Once again, if you missed it, Coming up 6 a.m. tomorrow morning or on our YouTube channel, Sean Patrick Maher, the Kentucky Derby preview here on VEASAN. A gentleman who knows a thing or two about the ponies as well over at ESPN. You know him, you love him, uh, the bear, Chris Felica. He joins us right now. Uh, He and Stanford Steve put out their latest podcast, Handicapping the Derby. So before I toss it to my partner, I am actually going to ask a question because I thought this was interesting, Chris. You talked about this to Steve on your pod what horses are you just throwing out before we get to Saturday? And why do you think that is a, a, a way to go about handicapping this race? Because I miss there 20 horses in the field. And I, I think it's easier to kind of work in reverse where it's so many of these horses can win the race. So I like narrowing the field down and getting rid of the ones that I don't think have any shot. Uh, like, like, I don't think that you could throw the two-horse Happy Jack out. You could throw the four-horse Summer is Tomorrow out. Uh, you can throw the seven-horse Crown Pride out, even though some some people like him. Uh, you, you can throw the 11-horse Pioneer and Medina out. You can throw um, the 17-horse Classic Causeway out. You can throw the 19-horse Zozos out. You can throw the 20-horse Ethereal Road out from the uh, from the wind spot. And I think if you, you, now when you get it down, to a more workable um, number, where now you're only dealing with 13 horses that you got to kind of have to handicap uh, as opposed to 20. So uh, that's kind of like in horse racing, the process of elimination, I think works is a very strong handicapping tool. Instead of finding the winner, just find the ones that can't win and then go from there. You know, Chris, when the morning line odds first came out, what was the biggest surprise for you? Um... I would say if you if you look at the odds and see horses like Simplification and Charge It, 
twice the price as White of Ario. Um, I think you could make excuses for both simplification and charge it in the uh, in, in the Florida Derby. And obviously, White of Ario won both of those races, but uh, simplification had a, a bad trip um, in, in 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 the Florida Derby. He wasn't really ridden like he was uh, early days in the Fountain of Youth from off the pace. Kind of caught in a speed duel and really kind of flattened out. And the same thing for Charger. Charger kind of had a bad start uh, and kind of lugged out late. So uh, the, the fact that Wada Barrio was half the price as those those two horses, that kind of surprised me. So a lot of people have said that Mo Donegal was going to be their horse. It's interesting that Wood Memorial has not really produced, especially recently, a lot of Derby winners. If you were a backer of Mo Donegal, would, because of his running style, him drawing the one hole, would that get you off of him? Uh, it would factor into it, yes. And, and I'm glad you said that, Sean, because it's amazing. Yeah, I, I'm a Naira guy. I grew up on Long Island. I'm familiar with the Naira circuit. And the fact that the Wood Memorial has not even yielded a horse that finished in the exacta since 2003 when a funny side of Empire Maker ran 1-2, that's just astounding to me. Uh, I had Mo Donegal in the wood, but I, I don't know if this race is going to set up for a stone-cold closer. Uh, he, yes, he's going to have the shortest way around, but he also does draw the rail, which is not as big of a hindrance we're, we're led to believe now with that special 20-horse starting gate. And I guess if you are in the, in, in the one hole, you either want to be a speed horse that's going to go right to the front, or you want to be a, a closer where you can just drop back and make one run late. So it, it shouldn't affect him as much. I just don't know if he's as good as some of the other horses in the race, uh, whether it's Zandon or Epicenter or whomever you may like. But I, I wouldn't completely get off of him uh, because of the rail. The best resume as an actual three-year-old, what they've done this year, is obviously the three-horse Epicenter Uh does have tactical speed, does have a high cruising speed, but what does a three-hole force Asmussen to do? Yeah, I, I think this, this is a bad spot for Epicenter. Um, you know, of all of the favorites, all the low and shorter price horses in the race, yeah, he's the one I'm going to try and beat the most. Because I think if you go back through his past performances, he had the, an easy lead in the Risen Star, and just got away with the fractures and wired the field. Uh, the Louisiana Derby, though, however, he did show that stalking gear, but I don't know how good that race was. I think where he draws in post three, that's probably going to force him to go to the front a little bit sooner because you don't want to get stuck down inside and buried in a bunch of horses. And seven to two, I'm willing to beat him because if you assume he's going to go more to the front, you're going to be dealing with. Zozo's, Messier, uh, Classic Causeway, the horses coming in from Dubai, maybe Pioneer of Medina. I like, there are going to be a lot of horses on the front, and I think that could potentially leave Epicenter a little vulnerable late. So if you're looking at the, the two top choices on the boards, and and Epicenter, uh, I'm, w- I'm willing to take a shot at beating uh, Epicenter as well. Cause I, and I also do think there's a little, uh, I mean, it's a different horse, and every year it's different horses, but the fact that Steve Asmussen is 0 for 23 in this race, but he's only had a couple of horses he can hit the board, I think that does matter for something in this race. Chris Felica here on the nightcap. It's very interesting since they went to the new point system, which pretty much eliminates sprint races as mm-hmm. you know, points-earning preps for the Derby. 
it has not been a lot of speed. And, you know, as I look at the pace figures and, you know, try and figure out how the race is going to play out, it looks like there are about six or seven horses that, based on post position, based on running style, almost have to gun it. So how do you think it looks going into the first turn? I think I agree with you, Sean. I think we're going to see a little bit more front-end speed, and hopefully some of these jockeys have watched the replays in the last few years where you've had a horse essentially go wire to wire on the front end because they just let him get away with the lead. But I think there are a couple of horses in this race who aren't going to win but are going to really affect the outcome of the race. And Zozos is the one horse that I really want to point to. Brightcox has three horses in the race. Uh, Tawny Port is a, is a stone-cold closer. I don't think he can really win. But his other horse, Cyberknife, I think has a massive shot in there from a stalking position. And I think Zozos is in this race to be a, a rabbit insurer. I, I think he is going to make sure that whether it's at the center, uh, whether it's Messier, uh, whether it's Classic Causeway, uh, whomever, he's there to make sure the pace is legitimate and someone doesn't get away with an easy lead in turn. And I think he and Cyberknife, I think, are kind of an uncoupled entry because I like when when you've got horses working out a trip, coming from off the pace. I don't want to see a merry-go-round type race where a horse goes to the front and just runs around with no pressure and, and wires the field. I want to see a little bit of strategy. I want to see the race set up. I want to see there be a pace duel. And, and I want to see jockeys and and horses work out trips and make decisions coming from off the pace. That's how I handicap the race, and that's how I'm hoping happens on Saturday. So we got about two minutes left, and if Secret Oath runs away with the Oaks on Friday, I'm definitely going to put a win bet on Cyber Knife because I think that flatters the Arkansas Derby. But we didn't bring <laughs> you on not to figure out or find out who the Bear is selecting for the 148th Run for the Roses on Saturday. So, Chris, take us to the window. How do we cash the ticket? Well, first, I want to uh, back you up and say I love Secret Oath tomorrow. I do, too. I love her. Go, go, go back and watch that Arkansas Derby. And Terrible trip. However, bad, you, however the bad, bad that trip was that you thought it was, when you watch it back, it, it's 30 times worse, and she gets a massive jockey upgrade. Yep. Uh, I, I'm going to play this race where I think I'm going in, into the race like I kind of talked about before. Maybe who's not maybe who's not going to win, but who I what I know. I know that Zandon, or believe I know, Zandon and Cyberknife will run their race. I think they're going to hit the board. One of them will hit the board. Okay. All right. So I am going I am excuse me. I'm going Messier and White Barrio, Chris. And one nugget because we got a hard break coming up. Go back and look at Medina Spirit, Santa Anita Derby. And then rewatch Messier's. I think Messier prepped in the Santa Anita Derby, sort of like uh, Medina Spirit did. Remember, a young, unproven horse, Rock Your World, jumped up, ran the race of his life. Very similar to Tabia and what he did. I think Messier is 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 sitting on go. Well, yeah, I, I well, I'm gonna play around with Cyberknife and Zandon in exacto boxes with a bunch of horses and put key those two in one spot and tries. But I'm glad you said that about about Messier because. There are people out there that think that the Santa Anita Derby is kind of like, okay, let, let Table win that race to get into the Derby, laugh, Messier not run his best race, don't have him fully cranked, 
and now he'll be fully cranked on Saturday. So, uh, again, if you're a believer in conspiracy theories, uh, that's <laughs> one that's floating around out there. There he is, Chris Great Felica, stuff, Chris. the one of the best. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN. This is the nightcap on VSN, the sports betting network. Keep it rolling here on the nightcap. Second period about to get underway in Denver. Avalanche and Preds tied at one. And Sean is uh, is not happy for a second consecutive game with the Flames. Yeah, I'm about to put them in the red tape. They don't pick this up. I asked you last night if they didn't win, if you'd put them in the yellow tape. You said no. There's already one hockey team inside the red tape. Well, they're not playing anymore. I'm just saying. Once you go behind the red tape, that's forever. Calgary right now trailing Dallas one to nothing. About four and change left in the first period north of they, the border. They still have time to rectify. Yeah. But it's not looking good so far. It would be nice. It would be nice. Uh, earlier tonight, the zigzag in full effect as the Rangers get it done, win five to two, and the Panthers five to one win over the Washington Capitals. Uh, Don Davenport is going to join us. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Here in uh, in just a little bit as uh, she'll hit us up at the bottom of the hour and... Uh, I was going to say something, and I just lost my train of thought. You're talking about Don Davenport. Well, she just texted me. She was asking if you were at South Florida last season. Uh, so no, it was... Um, 2019 yeah. last season? Uh, Charlie Strong's last year. Charlie Strong's last year. Yep. Um, but before we get to the AFC South, because we've been kind of recapping the draft per division, anything we like, I just want to recap a little bit of what Chris Felica had to say. So Chris texted i know you're you're uh, tweeting with him too right he said his voice went out for a second there so he <laughs> muted his phone to to uh to clear his throat he likes the 10 and the 16 yeah zandon who a lot of people love uh-huh. and then Cyberknife. So i want to talk to you real quickly about Cyberknife because mm-hmm. i haven't heard all the great guests that we've had this week in your analysis Cyberknife hasn't really been brought up all that much so what about the 16 horse Cyberknife? so Cyberknife won the arkansas derby and uh, Dwayne Lucas had a filly that he entered in the race named Secret Oath. She actually was the post-time favorite. Well, she had a really rough trip. She got pinched at the start. She got shuffled back about halfway through the race. Louis Contreras is a younger, inexperienced jockey. He made a premature move, a great move, but it was too early. She couldn't sustain it. And so Cyberknife kind of the win lost a little luster. 
because of the fact that Secret Oath had a tough trip and it looked like she was the better horse and she would win. Also, Cyberknife uh, in the race before that, I think it was the Rebel. He ran against Epicenter, uh, Zandon, Smile Happy, and he didn't run well. Now, he's kind of a horse that was a little immature. Maybe he's getting better. He has a great trainer in Brad Cox. I didn't like the post position for Cyberknife. I think being out that far is going to be an issue for him, especially I think he's right next to Classic Causeway, if I'm not mistaken. And they're going to send Classic Causeway, and he's on the inside. So I just don't think he gets the trip. But, again, if Secret Oath runs away with the Kentucky Oaks, and by the way, the Kentucky Oaks is a tremendous, tremendous race, probably tougher than the actual Derby because there are five, six fillies in there who, I mean, can flat out run. But if Secret Oath, the one horse in the Kentucky Oaks, wins going away, I it will, I'll, I'll lift Cyberknife up a little bit. So once again, why? Well, because he beat Secret Oath in the Arkansas Derby. And so if, if she wins going away, because there's some good fillies in the Oaks, then that'll flatter Cyberknife winning that race. Okay. Go. All right, so that makes sense. So if Secret Oath, out of the one post in the Oaks on, in the Oaks on Friday, right, tomorrow. wins Cyberknife. I'll move Cyberknife up. All right, and we'll talk about that tomorrow yeah. uh, on the show. So uh, once again, uh, Felica's favorite two horses for the Derby. He likes the 10 and Zandon, like a lot of people do, and then Cyberknife. Just final thought. Uh, on this, how low does Zandon go? Because everyone we have on, Kenny Rice, a handful of others. I think uh, last night uh, did Dwayne Colucci. I believe he likes Zandon. How low does Zandon go? In See, that's opinion? a tough thing to tell because I just don't know where all the public money is going to go tomorrow. I really don't. And, and you know, so the the pools in the Derby are so large. Mm-hmm. You know, it takes a lot to really swing the odds, and I think the money is going to be spread out. I think what you're going to see happen is you're going to have quite a few horses in between the 6-1 to one to 12-1 to one range, and these horses that are sitting at 30 that can't win, they'll be 75-80-1. to one. But I, I don't know that it's going to move Zandon from 3-1, to one, you know, to 5-2 to, five to two or to 2-1. to one. I, I, I just I don't think that much money will come in on him, but we'll see. You know, that's the fascinating thing about it, and that's why I won't make my bets until tomorrow. But Saturday? I mean, Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. Saturday. I won't make my wagers and wagers until Saturday, but I don't know. But the, the great thing about a derby like this, Tim, where there's not like a consensus favorite, it's going to pay huge. You pick the right if one. If you can, especially if you can get the three and the ten out of the trifecta, which is first, second, and third. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Yeah. Be box cars. All right. Uh, once again, hockey going on. Second period underway. No Colorado and no Nashville tied at one. It's, Dallas still up one nothing. There's in. two home favorites acting like clowns right now. It's not any <laughs> real hockey going on. Uh, we're going to talk to Don Davenport. Uh, she's in Nashville. We'll get the latest on the Titans. Uh, Take a look at the AFC South. This offseason, has it changed your opinion on anyone? Because the Colts, to me, are the rightful favorite. Even though the Titans won the division last year, Titans have gotten worse. Mm-hmm. A.J. Brown is gone, and the Colts have gotten better. They've upgraded a quarterback in Matt Ryan. They've, you know, they they didn't have a first-round pick because of the Carson Wentz debacle of a trade. What did you think of their draft? They get Alec Pierce out of Cincinnati. I know you weren't the biggest Alec Pierce guy. I like him for Indy, though. So he... Yeah, I like him for Indy. Is he... A, is he can he play outside, or is he more of an inside uh, guy? Sporadically. Yeah. He can't line up at Z or X full-time. You know, because I think he's going to struggle, especially early in his career against, like, good corners playing press man coverage. But, 
I mean, he's a big guy, so I mean, he'll he'll have an opportunity. But I think they're gonna move him around. He's a matchup problem. You can get him matched up on safeties, linebackers, because he has such a a large catch radius. Mm-hmm. You know, he can be a weapon. By the way, I love Indy in this division. I do too. I, I think it's worth a bet right now. I, I I would bet Indianapolis to win this division. And I wouldn't be surprised if Jacksonville finishes second. Ooh. I am off the Tennessee Ooh. bandwagon. Anytime your quarterback talks about he was in a dark place, I mean, come on, man. I mean, was he mad at himself? Well, yeah, he, yeah. He was. He threw a pick in the first possession of of the playoff game. So, well, when have you ever heard an actual real championship caliber athlete fail and then come talk about he was in a dark place and couldn't talk to anybody? Like most of those guys are like, man, I've worked harder than I've worked in my life. I can't wait till the season starts so I can rectify. The last time I was on the field. Like, what kind of loser attitude is that? You know, like, he was up there like he wanted sympathy. Like, he wanted people to feel sorry for him. Like, man, it's your job. Do it. And if you don't, then commit yourself to not ever putting yourself in that position again. Well, the good news is they got rid of his top wide receiver, so that helps. Right. Um, so. And then bought a guy in that's faster than him, that has a better arm than him, that people are going to like more than him. How could it go wrong? And people are going to be clamoring for him final thoughts here uh, just on indianapolis so indianapolis traded back in the first round right they moved back minnesota jumped up and they moved back to 53 they get pierce they had three third round picks so they get the tackle from central michigan i think he bumps inside mm-hmm. bernard ramen yes so does he go to right guard he dropped so he i wouldn't the other central michigan guy yeah. went ahead of him yeah which i wouldn't expect him to play a large role as a rookie like, the fact that he dropped as far as – because there were some people that had him, like, you know, right after Fringe Charles Cross. Yeah. yeah, you know, yeah, in yeah. that Trevor Penning, you know, type area. And, and a lot of people got off of him. So, I think he's more of a developmental lineman. So I wouldn't anticipate him playing, like, a huge role, especially early. If he were to – let's just say, though, for argument's sake, he bumps inside and is a quality right guard. I mean, you're looking at, you know, a pretty damn good offensive line. It's already good with Quentin Nelson, Kelly – on the right side of Braden Smith. Uh, so, it, I mean, you've got Jonathan Taylor. Uh, I like Naheem Hines. You like Hines as well. Uh, good wide receivers. They upgraded a bit on defense. They got uh, the Terp, Nick Cross, who was a, a quality safety to come in, add some depth. Uh, they got Jelani Woods, the tight end out of Virginia. Mm-hmm. I thought the draft was solid uh, for Chris Ballard and company. And once again, you bring in Matt Ryan, you're upgrading a quarterback over Carson Wentz. Facts. So I, I, I'm with you. I, and I think you got to motivate it, Matt Ryan. Yeah. They wanted to move on. And I think this is a situation, you know, where this is a very good situation. All right. Let's hit the Jags real quickly. They get I love the num- what they do. The number one pick in the draft, obviously, and Trayvon Walker. They trade back into the first round to get your guy, Devin Lloyd. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've, they've upgraded on basically everywhere. They were on a spending spree this offseason. You get Travis, uh, get ETN back as well. Didn't really. I don't think he played at all. No, he was injured season. in the preseason. So, and the biggest upgrade is that Urban Meyer's gone, and you bring in a Super Bowl winning coach in Doug Peterson. Yeah. So I, I, I love what they did on I offense don't know if because I, they have pieces now that are elite athletes that can run, that can cover ground, that take the air out of space at an unbelievably high level. So you're going to have Trayvon Walker, Devin Lloyd, Josh Allen in that front seven. I mean, they're headed in the right direction. This is all going to come around. It's going to revolve around 
Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. And I think Doug Peterson was a great head coach for his development. So that's why I say right now I think Jacksonville is the number two team in that division. Well, that team that's dropping, the Tennessee Titans, what's the latest in Nashville? We head there next right here on the Nightcap. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.